0: This is Winona Patterson of Mason, Ohio. It's time for a Fab Four Free for All. Hit it!
1: And welcome to yet another trying and exhausting edition I'm of. Glad Anon. you didn't say <laughs> exciting. I'm starting to run out. I've got to get a a thesaurus at this point. thrilling is always good. Oh, another thrilling tin edition. Wow.
2: A thrilling tin. A
3: thrilling thrilling tin edition. Yeah, a thrilling tin edition. Uh, Wow.
2: Welcome to another
3: thrilling tin edition. edition
1: of Fab Four Free For All. Wow, I like it. Okay, we found an adjective to go with for this week. And why is it so apropos? It is apropos today. What the hell? Apropos. Oh, okay. I was saying new word for today. It is so so apropos because today the guys on Fab Four Free For All are going to be looking at a recent re-release. In May of 2012, Paul McCartney and his ongoing readmaster reissue series put out.
2: Actually, it's the archive collection.
1: The archive collection. That's true if we want to be technical about it. It says it right there on the spine. And yes, I guess we need to be technical because damn it. If we can't give folks this series Inside Skinny, who can? Anyway. Um, I can think of 10 other shows probably that Probably, you... yeah. But anyway. Shh, don't tell anyone. But no good ones. Um, okay. <laughs> exactly. So, um, <laughs> Paul released Ram. Ooh, Paul and Linda. Paul and Linda McCartney's Ram. Thank you, Robert. The, the only of...
3: time she was ever credited on a record. That's... Don't say that. No, no, I mean as- On an album. On an, an album. Yeah, you know, Wings was Wings, when Paul McCartney and Wings was Paul McCartney and Wings, but this is the only time. It was Paul Paul and Linda Linda McCartney.
1: Pretty cool. And um, we are Fab Four Free For All. I am your host and moderator for today, Tony Coguardo. And joining me as always are my two
2: friends. Percy Thrillington.
1: And... (laughs)
2: Susie know. and the Red Stripes. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mitch Axelrod and... Rob Leonard.
1: And... Uh, I'm just going
3: la- to start laughing the entire show.
1: Well, Rob's going to... It's going to be Rob a
3: laugh. Rob working, working on... Laugh a line with an Leonard. Laugh a line with Leonard. Less <laughs> an hour sleep.
1: I, wow. So, I love it. I'm an
2: insomniac. But so this will be an interesting show off. today. <laughs> All <God>. right.
1: <laughs> so, um, as you can tell, we... we I'm going to joke, but we are taking this reissue pretty seriously. Reason being that... Um, I think we can all agree that among the three of us, this is probably, in each case, one of our favorite Paul McCartney albums.
3: It's grown into um, one of my favorites, and it's, it's interesting because when this album came out, the press wasn't too thrilled with a lot of it. No. Uh, and it's sort of grown into this, what a Paul McCartney album should be. And, when, and we should say that when we were the Fab Forum, we did do a review of the show, and right. after you listen to this, you should go back and listen to that and we don't want to review the whole album, per se, just to let everyone know. But just as a little background, this has grown into one of my favorites. I and and as far
2: as I'm concerned, you know, Rob, you said the critics treated this harshly. Yeah, they did. And they did. And there were a few reviews that I know people, first-generation fans, were sort of tainted by that review. Because they went and, lit- and read the review before the album came out. And then when they came out, they sort of didn't want to like it. And because of that early review or reviews, a lot of people didn't give it as big a chance when it first came out. I didn't read reviews. When this came out, I was nine. So I didn't read reviews. I just knew it was a Beatle product, you know, Paul McCartney, Beatle product. So I didn't care. I mean, I heard Uncle Albert on the radio ad nauseum, and I loved it. It was something so different. It was, you know, I, I often think of it as Paul McCartney's Bohemian Rhapsody. You know, yeah, it's like something sweet. just a, a yeah. total suite of stuff. That's a great yeah.
3: description of that song.
2: Oh, thank you very much. Because yeah, that,
3: that song has so many parts, and so does Bohemian Rhapsody. That is, I I never thought of that. Yeah, so there you go. Like, so you learn
2: something new on this show every week. little sweet. Yeah, no, but I mean, I mean he's sweet little thing. I enjoyed this album. I always liked it. There was always part of me that really loved this album. Unlike other Paul McCartney albums where maybe the first side was great and the second side was eh, hmm. I enjoyed both sides of this album. Right from the get-go,
1: for me, I, I think it was kind of the same way. I didn't hear it when it came out. I got it later. I well, went I got, back and I was, you know, in the late '70s when I was starting to collect my Paul McCartney it. records. Two yeah.
2: weeks before it was released, did you?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, for me, I um, remember liking it first play very much, but it has grown on me to the point where not only is it one of my favorite McCartney albums, but it's actually a favorite. You know, it may be a top 100 list kind of thing for me. I'm not really sure why. I mean, I know that um, I don't really remember, and I'm bringing this in because it's relevant, because it also released on Record Store Day here in the United States. We actually should start with that. Um, Yeah, was was the the 45 of Another Day, Backed With O Woman O Y, uh, on Concord, Hear Music, uh, 45. Concord, Hear Music, of course is the label that is currently doing the Paul McCartney Archive reissues. And the 45 predated the album, Ram. Uh, interestingly enough, I don't really remember Another Day on the radio very much. For mm. some reason, I, I remember Uncle Albert absolutely clearly very well. Is getting a lot of airplay, but I don't really remember Another Day.
2: You know, you my know. recollection is that Another Day was being played every time they played Instant Karma. <laughs> now, I'm not sure of the chronology of it off the top of my head. Well, cr- uh, <clears throat> Instant
3: Karma was what, February, what would have been February, March 70, so.
2: Yes, yeah, so, and another day early. was. And this was, was, was a little bit later. Well, maybe when Paul came out with his, quote, first solo single, because that's really what this was. Right. They, you know, countered it with. Uh, Listen, I shouldn't even say that because they played everything. I remember hearing it, Don't Come Easy, My Sweet Lord, Another Day, and Instant Karma, ad nauseum as a nine-year-old, eight-year-old. See, it's it's really funny for
1: me because my memory of New York radio, I guess it's all it was always all about timing. I remember the other three and yet I just don't remember another day too much from the radio. It's it's possible that maybe at the time, maybe my taste wasn't mature enough to really – grab on to it. Maybe. Even knowing that it was Paul's voice, I might not have, you know, actually. Yet Uncle Albert, you know, of course, was grabbed me. all and then, over the radio. And then, you know, when I finally did get the album in a, in a, you know, in a used record store, I got an original, you know, Apple pressing years and years later. I just remember falling in love with the strangeness of it. You know, of just how quirky the album was. And now it's been done in a number of as has been happening with all the Paul McCartney archives, there are different variations on the release, and this go round there are four really in total, and we are going to look at the deluxe edition essentially because that's the one that has everything, has everything, encompasses everything that's been you know been released, and um, well, I'd say the first thing is it's pretty yes <laughs> not to be funny well, no no no, but no. It's, it's the pretty. first thing
2: is it's costly it's costly no i mean let's not That's be i'm not beating around the bush i mean no one. it depends on where you're buying it but it's anywhere from 90 to 130 dollars depending on where you get it depending on where you get it and it is very costly and, i will say that and we should
3: say that paul did this for all the other releases so far right and the problem i've had with this is you know he's, what, he's doing almost 30 records by the time everything's done Sure. You know, is this going to be three thousand dollars worth spending on? Yes, and that's a lot of money.
2: I didn't buy the deluxe for McCartney Band on the Run or McCartney Two. No, I didn't either. Well, simply because they were. I love those albums. They're not one of my favorites. Ram's one of my favorites, so I wanted to have it as a deluxe. Right. for whatever reason, you know, I, I people, felt the same way. But people are saying, oh, way. you know, then you should buy them all and you know, to have it. Well, first of all, the Ram one comes in like a textured book. You you have to open it up, so it, it's a package. So yeah. it's. I think it actually differs from the others a little bit. A little bit,
3: but not by much. I, the, the, the difference is is that this has two records that you're not going to get unless you buy the Well, the McCartney, two had a uh, CD. Right. That had one. the CD of the Bonus. songs that weren't edited down. Right. The, they were the full-length versions of eight or nine songs. Well,
2: you know what? B- before we really get into the music, which we will, why don't we just... Yeah, briefly let's the describe package.
1: the box. Right, so it's a, Mitch, go uh, yeah, we'll flip through. And we're gonna do. We're doing this sort of in real time. Yeah, for I, those I do have in there, front essentially. of me.
2: It's a beautiful textured box with the album cover on it, Paul McCartney archive, and on the back it does have the numbering. The only problem with the numbering is that it has a pull-off sheet on the back, so you can't see the number in the store. Right. So right. you are getting what you're getting. You can't get a low number. You it's whatever you get. Uh, the pull-off sheet on the back was is a little odd, too, because it's the size of the book and not the size of the inside of the packaging. So it's going to get creased no matter what you do it, unless you put it away somewhere else. And this is the stuff that,
3: as collectors, we We get notice about. Yeah, you know, I'm sure that when you guys get a new CD and it has a sticker on it, I want do, the do sticker. you guys cut out the sticker and put it inside? No. The I, don't no do I, yes, I don't do that's that. I never do. Of
0: course
3: I
2: do. I don't do that normally. You. I do. I do it all do. the time when it says, you know, yeah. and new songs. Yeah. Oh,
3: like, yay, I can well, put I, it in there. Well,
2: I did it ever since, like, you know, the great... Perry Cox book and uh, the Frank Daniels, Bruce Beiser. Right. Those come out and say that the stickers are now worth $200. Now I'm saving my stickers. Yeah. You know, But it's it's kind of well, weird. You know,
3: it's interesting because uh, you know we all buy used records. We we all have our you know, our used record stores. I will buy a used record if it has a Corvette sticker on it or a Sam Goody yeah. sticker. That's funny. <laughs> uh, that's... I... If it has like the D label or the F label. Yeah, that's very funny. I'm, I'm, oh, I, yeah, I'll buy it.
2: Because that that's was funny. the code, the E, yeah, the, the D, key, the yeah. F. Now, this has a beautiful, I mean, I will say it's a really well-done book of interviews, you know, 107 or 8 pages, whatever, of a lot of great pictures on all of it, on Thrillington, on the Mono. Lengthy piece with
1: uh, Denny Sywell. Yeah, a beautiful color pictures,
2: really great. But the only problem is it's bound like the old Get Back book where it's, glue and it is going to come apart if you keep reading it.
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's strictly a glue binding. Yeah, yeah
2: which is really uh, kind of odd. Yeah, it would
1: have been nice if that had actually had a hard even a spiral hard binding spine, yeah. or
2: or just a perfect binding with you know with staples. Yes. It would have been nice. Yeah. Then you, then you get another book within the book which is very odd with more color pictures and notations from the original sessions and it's just a yes. I, I don't know why we need this. Some book. of the
1: pictures will be familiar to those of you who have the absolutely gorgeous original Ram sheet music book. Yes. Some of the photos that appear in that book were from the Ram sheet music book. That became a really collectible piece because the photos were lovely and were exclusive to that book. And now there is an envelope. You get a Manila envelope. Manila envelope envelope that is... It's top secret on it. Yes.
2: (laughs) It it looks like it's dated. You know, it's not. It it looks like it has a sticker. It says Paul and Linda McCartney, release date May 71, whatever. But it's an envelope, it says photographic paper, and when you open it up, you get five real 8x10 color stills of Paul and Linda, whether together or individually, but you get black and white and color. And they're real photo paper. It's five sheets in here, and it's not just – they're 8x10. They're not uh, regular matte paper. It's regular glossy photo Photo paper. paper. And I know you deal with photos, so I know you're impressed by that. I am impressed by this because this, to me, makes the whole box for me. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're just very because lovely. you could you could easily frame them, yeah. you could do whatever you want. I think those yeah. are really cool. Then you get to the nitty-gritty, the bottom of the box, and there's two things you get. You get this Ram Deluxe Edition comes with one year's free digital-only premium membership to PaulMcCartney.com. Now, this pissed me off. I'm sorry. But I am already a member, all right, because I am a Beatle geek. <laughs> I'm a member of Paul McCartney's fan club for the premium edition of $50. And – for those of us who paid fifty dollars already, you're double dipping. Now I gave this membership to my wife. Don't tell Paul. But well, couldn't you save it for next time? No, I don't. I don't know if it, it doesn't have an expiration, but does say digital only. So you don't get the lithograph, the buttons, the um, Paul McCartney T-shirt that you get when you join now. Oh, okay. But I showed Tony that stuff, and it's ridiculous. Anyway, I'm sorry, but it's a horrible litho, and the and the. The T-shirt just says PMC, you know, whatever. Well, they
3: promise that you'll start hearing and seeing
1: stuff soon. Well,
2: well, no. The premium edition of PaulMcCartney.com is great. You get archive collections of stuff that, you know, just a regular person signing on.
1: You're talking about the extra goodies that came when you purchased a membership that had nothing to do with the RAM
2: no, 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 but you're in general, the paulmccartney.com, yeah, when you pay $50, you, you get, get the swag. You get goodies. Right. But you also get special content on paulmccartney.com. Yeah, and that you're
1: saying is Yes, is and great. you
2: do get that with this too, which is okay. fine. But again, if you've paid 50 already and now you're paying $130, well, you know, but I could see if you didn't get the membership and now you buy this for $130, well, then this is only costing you 80 So, whatever. <laughs> well, that's that changes you also Well, you also get the downloads of this, of uh, the 24 bit 96 kilohertz high-res audio tracks Mm. from this, which is better than CD, but I will tell you that you're not going to be able to download these on the first try. Go to a Beatle board and ask how you do it because I still haven't done it. It's a little tough. It's not Paul's people doing it. It's Top Spin Media, which are really good, but... Um, it's just a little more difficult than I'd well, like it's it to. Well there's
3: also be. two additional songs you get only three. No, you
2: no, not on this. Not on that? No.
3: No, but you get it in here, don't you? No. Don't you get those two extra no. songs? Eat at home and Smile Eat At Home Away? Live and Smile Away Live, yeah. whatever.
2: No. Then you get what we like to affectionately call Paul's Little Black Book of Sheep, <laughs> because it's actually a little red. And, book. and Paul would laugh
1: because all I can think of is Paul telling the dirty joke on his website. You know. you're- <laughs> one goat right. you know that made me think of right, what you're is, about to talk right about.
2: so th- this is cute but unnecessary to me i'm sorry it's it's just maybe 30 pages of paul and the sheep from the cover now and then 26 of the pages are just the sheep i so gotta tell you honestly i was I, when, a little you, odd. when we were first looking well, at it's that linda's pictures
3: I'm
1: it's, sure it, yeah. is linda, yeah. it is linda it
2: is photography by linda mccartney 1970 correct yeah. And that's very good. And
1: you know what? I have to be honest. You know, we were looking at that together, and I was I was going, aww, you know, and it cute. But the truth is, I find that eclectically fun and silly.
2: I, find I don't know it, why. I pardon the, the pun, but fun. I find it sheer nonsense.
1: Oh. Ooh. Well, you know how to spin a yarn. Um, sorry. I find it kind of cute. Paul is a goofball. You would. Well, he's a goofball.
2: He is a goofball.
1: And sometimes he'll do goofball things and I'll say, oh my God, that's schmaltzy and cut it out. And I will want to give him one upside the head. But other times, I am that I'm not, like that, I'm not kind of so
2: fun. sure. You know what? I'm thinking they could have given us five extra pictures in the photographic yeah, sure. paper and, and of Linda's pictures. Yeah. And it would have been, oh, yeah. you know, because not many of us have a chance to own Linda's pictures.
1: I'm going to play but. devil's advocate for a minute. And I'm going to ask both of you this. and I'm going to suddenly play either Bob Barker or Drew Carey, and it depends on who you're talking to here. But
2: A U.S. reference to Price is the, Right? The TV
1: show, The Price that's is Right. Nat- that's yeah. international. Everyone knows. Everyone knows Price is Right. Go ahead. Um, But I'm going to ask you this. What would you pay for that? In other words, if, if you're we talking about, but wait, there's more. All right, well, that's true. You're going to get to the CDs, which is the meat and of the matter. Well, there's also- But I'm going to ask you both to keep this in mind. We talked about, and I'm, again, I'm playing devil's advocate because I do agree that at $130, wow, it's steep. Okay, but but I'll let's let look me, at the CDs. Well, the
2: moment, well there's one more envelope in here that- Oh, yeah, the other envelope. Yeah, and, and it has like six or seven or eight reproductions of a, original lyric sheets, front and back, and it looks dated also like- Paul spilled coffee or burned them or whatever, and they they all look vintage. It's very cute and very cool. If you want to frame them, they're they're folded in here, so you'd have to press them out right. and frame them. But you can if you want to, if you really you know. So if you have a music room and you want to do that, that's great. Right. Or put them in a book, whatever. But most people are going to keep them in here and or then or
1: scan them and make another copy for yourself. And then... I mean, but, but they're yeah. your copies, though, so you can make a backup. Yeah,
2: you can do that. Oh, that's right. Doesn't then make you make get a nice a little pull out of use. all of the uh, CDs you get.
1: Yeah, there's a tab. The CDs yeah. are seated kind of comfortably in a little square pocket.
2: Compartment. And you get the RAM and the bonus audio and the film. And you get the Thrillington remastered album. And you get the Deluxe Edition mono album remastered. And it all comes in a nice little compartment. And you can put it down. And it's very nice. Again... Beautiful package. I have nothing against the packaging. I just have something against the price. Well, it's something with the record companies. and, and it yeah, goes. I'm sure Paul's not sitting there going, oh, let's charge 130
3: Yeah, but this know. is something that's happened in the last couple of years because they know collectors, like us, might want to spend their free money on something specific like this.
2: Because we all have that in this right. economy.
3: And, and we're, we're older than we were. We have more money. <laughs> but but no if you wiser. think about it, there was a smile box set for, for the Beach Boys that the Beach Boy fans went nuts about. The Bruce Springsteen, Darkness on the Edge of Town, had a similar thing. The book, though, was, a like you said, was a spiral, spiral notebook, bound. which I liked a lot better because you don't feel like you're going to break it. Yep, But the price is... Were similar. They weren't hundred and thirty, but they were. They were. Not, they were close to a hundred. Smile was even. Smile. More. Yeah.
2: Well, smile. Some. Some of them came autographed by Brian Wilson for yeah. two hundred, or, and then there was a surfboard for six thousand or whatever. Yeah. it was. And and
3: the, you know, um, there was oh. a a Pink Floyd one, uh, that came out just recently.
1: The immersion and, box.
3: Right. There is a lot of things going on for the serious collector, which this box is definitely for. Yeah. One of the, the problems is Paul has thirty albums, and if you're going to do this. About thirty, 30 hours. Yeah, you know, that's a lot of money. It's going to take a lot of dough. Yeah. Well,
1: it's but it's also. I mean, for me, I think where I hit upon an issue is the fact that you know I'm so much of a music collector, and I do and have been submerged in you know the collector underground, right? And there is more music. Yes. Out there. Yes. I mean, I would imagine that what we're seeing when it comes to Paul's archive collection is the fact that. You know, no longer is there going to be this idea that there's going to be a cold cuts, that there's going to be definitive Paul McCartney four-disc set of Vow takes.
2: Well, if he does that, then he kills the idea of any bonus audio on these, really. Well, there's Most, more stuff. I, I mean, understand there's more stuff, but...
1: So where I'm going is that if you're not going to get that box set, then the truth is go through the bootlegs. Paul is aware of what's out there. All of his people are aware of what's out there. Go through and say, you know what? If we're going to put out RAM and a deluxe edition of RAM with four or five discs... Let's give a disc and clean up the bootleg. Almost do what the Doors have done. Do what Frank Zappa did. Make the bootleggers superfluous. Those are are more live stuff, though. Here's my issue. Yeah, true. Here's
2: my issue with these, with all of them. If you're going to give the collectors a $130 box, that's fine. But what you should do is don't segregate the others who want to hear just the music. Give me a five-disc version for... $40, Forty dollars, and I'll buy it, which includes the Thrillington and the Mono yes, Ram. Yes, I was just about Don't to say that. just put those in the box where you are forced to spend, or forced to download, or forced to share. Whatever you're doing to get well, those. Well,
3: what, what, what it happens is, is it's going to encourage people to wait. Yes. And they're going to say, yeah. okay, let's see what record didn't come out with the regular set, and they'll say, oh look, <laughs> Thrillington. Oh look, the Mono Ram. Now, the Mono Ram is a historic album, I believe. it's Well, it's not Paul's last mono album, but it was. Mixed specifically for AM radio stations. Yes. and It's not a stereo collapse. Right. It's it's a true mono mix. There's different things, little differences in vocals and, and a lot of things. And it's a fun thing to listen to. Well, especially we'll get to if, that. Especially yeah. if you're a fan of the album. But like McCartney, too, with the extra disc, all of a sudden you have to say, oh, geez, well, I didn't buy the, the box. Well, how am I going to get this music? And then all of a sudden you're starting to say, okay, who has it or what BitTorrent site has it? Uh, Exactly. And And then you're combing
1: the underground. uh, Yeah, and then then
3: you feel like, oh, okay. I I wish that there was just the five discs released as one thing. Personally, as much as I like all the things Mitch just talked about and showed us, I can live without it.
1: Right. Okay, I got it. I I see where you're going. And and you're right. And for me, it's interesting because- Because I want the music the most. Right. And, and it's very funny, Mitch, because now I'll jump back to what you were talking about. You were saying that you and I are kind of on the same page. We didn't do this for Band on the Run. We didn't do this for the other albums so far.
2: But I'll the do it one, for London Town, where most people won't.
1: Interesting. Okay. And I my, will- One of my favorites. And I would do it for Press to Play, probably, I, where right. a lot of people wouldn't. Would. So- It is interesting that people will have their favorites. And maybe that's kind of what Paul and and the distributors are counting on. Everyone's going to have their favorite McCartney omelet. They will spring for the full package. But I do agree with the idea that like for me, for Ram, I'm happy to have all those goodies. If you had kept it at the $100 price point instead of going over in $130, I might have been happier. And I might have been willing to endorse it to more folks that go out and grab it. I will still, I think I'll still endorse it and say it is a beautiful package. For the hardcore fan
2: in your life, it's numbered. But that's the thing. It only goes five numbers. There are only 99,999 of these, assuming. Okay. It may only be 10,000. We don't know. They really never said what it's limited to. So really, let's just say it's 99,000 out of the billions of Paul fans that may want this, only a hundred thousand or so are going to be able to buy this. Well, you know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of the mono box set with the Beatles. Yeah. They put that out,
3: you know, for years it was, oh, mono, 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 mono. And then when they finally get to put it out, finally, and they did a great job on it, it was a limited edition, which they had to put out twice because right. everyone bought it right. right away. And now it's one of the most counterfeited records out there. If you go to, uh, not Amazon, but if you go to like eBay or something, and you see, a mono box a Chinese knockoff. It's most likely a Chinese knockoff. So, right. uh, unless you're looking very closely at the the graphics and stuff, you can't really tell. They but that's the job. trend lately. Even but, but that, um, but even that Warner up. Brothers
2: did it with the Wilburys, not Warner Brothers. Yeah. Olivia. But don't we but, think Rhino. But Rhino? Rhino. Yeah, but don't forget. She put out the the brown edition, and then wow, you know what? More people wanted it. Well, so that, you know, you now heard, all of a sudden it was a blue edition. Well, Come there on. was
3: also if you look at the Traveler Wilbur's vinyl edition, yeah. the third LP had was, stuff on was not the on mixes it. that they released? You know, the, the remixes yeah. that weren't on the CD. The CD, I
2: know. So you everybody's doing it. I mean, it's not well, a new thing for the Beatles or Paul. No, right.
1: But let me also let me also toss in the thought that one of the cool things about having all the goodies is that. You know, we talk about the idea of, well, why not put out the five albums, you know, separately? And, you know, in a way, Rob, you kind of answered that idea by saying, okay, well, if I didn't get the deluxe band on the run, but I needed the – or the deluxe McCartney 2, that's a good example. And I needed that other audio. Well, now I'm going to troll around. I'll find it on a BitTorrent site, et cetera, et cetera. But the truth is that kind of goes for any of this stuff – if they put out a five-disc... I mean, technically, you could just go to any BitTorrent site and download the whole album already, right. but, I'm sure. but where I'm going is, if you talk about the five-disc edition coming out for, say, 40 bucks, the interesting part of that is, if the five-disc edition came out for 40 bucks and everybody ran out and bought the five-disc edition, then the truth was, all five of those discs would be uploaded onto oh, every sure. Torrent site. Oh, now, sure. the difference is, in a way, this makes it a little more... Precious, like it's the kind of thing where, well, you know what? I bought this for a hundred bucks, and it's a little more like it's it's mine. Oh, I have Thrillington. I have the mono ram. It makes it a little more. But everybody's
2: had it for years, just not remastered.
3: Yeah, they I mean, have. I have the Thrillington album when it came out. Yeah, I do too. Uh, yeah. And the mono ram was given to me by a friend of ours. Yeah, uh many years ago, and I have it on a CD because of it. Right. So, I mean, one thing I wish they had done, and this goes back to some of the other artists. Pink Floyd and, and Jethro Tull they put out 5.1 brand new 5.1 audio mixes that's true and if Paul's gonna put a box together like that throw in a 5.1 mix
1: well he kind of did the equivalent with giving you the 24.96 download yes true that downloads pretty good I mean that's, that's right
2: that's but that's for subject. internet savvy people think about it if you're the 60 right. year old who dug this in first generation, you may not be. What the heck internet. does that mean to you, right? Right. And, and again, with the difficulty downloading it that I'm having, and I'm only 50, <laughs> but no, I've, and I've heard savvy. also, it's, I've heard a lot of people, there's it's here's, getting into here's it. Here's what I would have really loved, and then we'll move on to the music. What I would have really loved is what the Beatles did with a couple of CDs in the 90s, <clears throat> an anthology with uh, a couple of the others. Give me the five discs, all right? Charge me 50, 60 bucks. And give me that lovely packet of five, eight by tens as a throw in whenever you buy it at a certain store. So I now you have something kind you of
3: know something, You know something, I haven't seen those pictures. They're probably worth more than the CDs. Well, in that's some what I'm cases. saying. Well,
1: but but see, now you're getting to that whole other thing too. Now you're getting into what I think is another problem with collecting and and retailers and the whole idea was if you buy it at a certain store. Now, see, that's the thing that pisses, well, it pisses me pisses off Well,
2: about kisses on the bottom. Kisses because on the bottom. You about, only got it at certain one store.
1: Yeah, I mean Elton has done it. Yeah, McCartney's Elton, done it. You know, Elton uh, with Best Buy. You'll yep. go to Best Buy,
3: get the live uh, yeah.
1: thing or the, the DVDs. Yeah, and you get a you get a different package or. You yeah. get this. You get a bonus. This or you get. Uh, to me, the retail thing. Well, the
2: creating collectibles. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. And so in a way, you know, I I do see the price tag as being somewhat steep. Definitely. I, I, but I the do. The thing is, is he's I doing do this like for every
3: record. That's what. you yeah, Obviously. Yeah. Well, even Wings Wildlife, I guess, gets this.
2: You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, that's that, gonna be. Interesting. We don't know yet. That's yeah. true. I mean, he may give us. I don't know. Well, we're we gonna see a DVD of a full live show from '72 you know, somewhere in there, because that would fit in that era.
1: Well, let's not get into too much about the other McCartney reissues so far. But we do have to remember that one of the things that we've talked about in other episodes of Fab Four Free For All is that we have been frustrated by the fact that in some of these reissues, Paul includes partial segments Mm. of live shows. Uh, So it is a little, you know, when you've got the idea that, Will Red Rose Speedway come with a complete Newcastle 73 show that was an aborted live album?
3: Ooh, that'd be nice.
1: Right. I mean, exactly. Are yeah. we finally going to get Newcastle 73 released as an official live
2: album? Well, I think we should you know. save that for right now. Oh, absolutely. Because we're, we're going to go into each disc in speculation and wishing.
1: I, I'm going yeah. to read a track list and then we're going to take a break here on Fab4 Free for All and then come back. But let me just read you this is the song list for the bonus audio. CD 2, you know, there is the basic RAM edition, right? Yes. Which is what? Just, just the, the album. album. The album. And Remastered. that's the way it's
3: going to be with all of Paul's albums. It's not like the 93 reissues where the bonus tracks are on the same disc. Right. Everything's going to be separate.
1: Okay. So you'll have just the album if you want just the album. Yep. Then you will have the double disc edition, which includes the following bonus audio. Another Day, the pre-RAM single, stereo, a Woman, O Y, again, Stereo. stereo. Okay, the 45, is that mono or stereo, Rob? I think it was stereo also. I think it's stereo. Yeah, I think think it was stereo. So we don't have a mono, a woman, a Y anywhere in this box. A little woman love, which again, Mitch will talk about a little more later. A love for you. Now, this is, bear in mind, the 1971 take of A Love for You. Those of you who are fans of the underground collecting market, know of what I speak this is the 71 original version not the version that was uh, overdubbed later by this late 70s version of wings hey diddle and this is listed as the Dixon van Winkle mix
2: who was just the engineer on yeah that.
1: which is interesting uh the great cock and seagull race which again there's uh maybe controversy yeah maybe controversy there Wrote All Night, this is actually the full eight and a half minute plus version that had surfaced a number of years ago in the underground. This would later evolve into the song Giddy, which Roger Daltrey released on uh, his album One of the Boys, and Sunshine Sometime, an earliest mix. And the deluxe, the second disc runs 33 minutes, six seconds of audio. I
2: know
1: we have to talk about that. Yeah. And we will talk about that when we come back to Fab 4 Free for All after this break. Be sure to join us next week on Fab 4 Free for All as the guys offer up their take on Early Takes, a collection of previously unreleased George Harrison recordings that include early demos of George songs, some works by Bob Dylan and an incredible version of the Everly Brothers' Let It Be Me. Learn more about this new release next week on Fab Four Free For All. And we are back here at Fab Four Free For All talking about the RAM edition from the uh, Paul McCartney Archive Collection. Mitch, when we, we were just addressing these particular okay. songs, and you had a couple of, of oh, all right.
2: points that... Well, let's talk about the bonus audio disc. Yeah. That's 33 minutes long. Okay. I'm sorry. How many minutes does a disc hold? Well, first of all, there's three songs that have already come out. So it's even less than 33 well, minutes. That, well, don't forget. All That's right, the Another Day, Woman and Why. You could see why that came out because it was recorded during the Ram oh, Sessions. Oh, yeah. It belongs there. Perfectly it chronologically belongs there. Yes, it does. I mean, and Little Woman Love was recorded during the Ram Sessions too, but... But it came out in 72 with Mary Had a Little Lamb. Right, as the B-side, but also on the 93 remaster reissue whatever collection it came out as a bonus track on wildlife with a Mary had a little lamb now Mary had a little lamb is not on this i'm assuming it's going to be on wildlife but little woman love now was corrected was it wrong in 93 probably I'm and guessing now it's it was corrected like chronologically Paul probably did some
3: bonus tracks and said so, okay we'll move that over
2: there i'm sure well again 33 minutes to me for a cd is well, not a ripoff, but it's it's just not enough. What Paul's
3: doing is he's separating it. As an artist, he wants the album to be
2: the album. That's fine. But, and, and I understand but that. But how many minutes can fit on a CD technically 80, now? 80. Okay. 79. So 80. you're giving me a Beatle album, basically 30 minutes of- No, you're giving us uh,
3: Ringo 2012. You're giving us George Harrison early takes. Where, well, I'm, yeah.
1: where I'm going to, where I think it bothers me a little bit, is that there are inconsistencies. For instance, in a few of the previous Paul McCartney Archive Collection discs, on the bonus disc, you'd have a song that was duplicated once or twice because there were alternate mixes or, or versions. Right. Or a live version. Now, as a completist myself, I don't really have a problem with that. So my question is where is the mono another day and mono a oh, woman o oh, y especially mm-hmm. being the mono a oh, woman o oh, y not to be a geek <laughs> because that's what we are there are different gunshots yeah there's diff- there are different places, sound effects yeah. and different placement of the gunshots in a oh, woman o oh, y and the bird comes in differently I'm sorry that's blackbird anyway <laughs> um But but there's but there are different gunshots (laughs) and on happiness
3: is a warm gun the fade (laughs) up
1: doesn't (laughs) happen
2: uh, it happens on the stereo
1: and there's no I got blisters on my finger oh wait a minute (laughs) (laughs) sorry
2: settle down (laughs) Beetle Geeks anyway
1: why did we not get that that would have been another whopping
2: seven minutes yeah that would have gone into
1: forty minutes
2: well there's also what sunshine Sometime, there's four five six takes of it there are number of takes yeah yeah. we could have had I mean definitely definitely. You know, also we were saying before about the great cock and seagull race.
1: Yeah. And there are a couple of versions of that as well. There are
2: a bunch of versions of that. Give me them or don't even put it on here because depending on what you read, it may have been started during these sessions and really done during the wildlife sessions. You don't know if it belongs here or not. Right. Maybe it does. I mean, you know, Rob, you have a Great research well, there. I don't know.
3: One of the things about Paul is that like he would start a song and then, you know, would Carry it year through later, years, right. Or five years later, say, hey, I'm going back to that.
1: Look at the. Uh, a the, love for you. A love for you. And also, too, I mean, yeah. look at even that session we have of Paul dinkering around with songs during the Let It Be sessions. Right. Just, you well, know, there's that 25 minute thing of him sitting at the piano. He's playing material that wouldn't show up for three, four years later. Right. And know? that's
0: the
3: type of stuff Paul's been staying away from on these bonus audio discs material. Nothing that hardcore fans of us who would appreciate just. Paul trying to figure out where the song is going, noodling, yeah. noodling, and he he's sort of been staying away. It's almost like he wants complete songs, which I can Well, Road all
1: night is pretty.
3: Well, he's not yeah, ubu, dangerous.
2: He's not. Yeah. He's not ubu jubu these discs. Now, Meaning, to those
1: of you who don't, explain a little bit because we may have many fans who aren't sure what oh, ubu jubu was, about. was. A how many?
2: 1995. Yeah, 1995. He did a series on the radio, thirteen weeks. Thirteen weeks called ubu jubu, where Paul just played everything and anything, and he liked, he did parts of things. I mean, it was just a hodgepodge. Including home demos
1: of him yeah. just noodling around and playing parts of, of songs, sound A lot of sound checks. check stuff, a lot yep. of sound check stuff. Yep. It
3: was fun. But I've been expecting more, and even going back to the, the other releases, where that work tape, so to speak, parts of that, and we haven't gotten any of that. You know, and maybe that's where, if he ever does cold cuts, and I'm sure it won't be called cold cuts, but maybe that's down the road. But then why wouldn't you put it out now? Sure, this, in context. You know, the funny thing about this, all these releases, when th- these first started, there was something on the internet that had the supposed dates. Right. And so far it's been coming true. Because right. this is, what, the fourth one now, and it's already a year and a half, almost oh, two it's years. more than that. Yeah, so, I mean, it's all of a sudden it's like... Are we really going to have to wait five or six years, like that list said on the internet, which I didn't believe, right. to
2: get all of Paul's stuff out now? No, it's gonna right. be more than that. Here's the thing with bonus audio: I don't like the fact that those two internet iTunes only songs, you know, the Eat at Home and Smile Away, the live, and right. the, you don't get on this bonus disc. I'm sorry, don't make us pay. However much you're making us pay, a dollar forty-nine each at ninety-nine cents, I,
3: whatever. I swore that was coming as part of the box. All right, set. but
2: but again. But now if, if you don't buy the box set, you don't get that. So, right. I don't the, even know if you can buy them. You can. You, you, you can. you definitely can. So, why are you not giving me that on the bonus audio? Why are you making me spend more money? I'm sorry, you know, unless it's going well, to a charity, which know, I don't know you if You know it what is they also
3: could have done and the real hardcore fans would appreciate it. I'm not sure how regular fans would. On the bonus audio disc, there was a promo thing called Brung to you by"
1: Thank you. There we and, go. I'm glad one of us went there. I and, was I was revving up to go there, and I'm very glad you jumped and on that. For,
3: for those that don't know what it is, it was a promo disc released to radio stations of these little bits of Paul and Linda just sort of saying, play this song. and Now hear our song. Yeah, now hear our song. And if you actually go to the DVD bonus film disc. And we'll get to that. And we're going to get to that. But that is the menu music. If, and if you stay there for like 10 minutes, you'll hear most of them. Most of them. them. Yeah, because they
1: come to a total of about, uh, I think they're about 14 and a half minutes or something like that to get all of them.
3: Could have had it all here. Now, why not put that on the bonus audio disc? Now, I I know a lot of people don't like these, but when I was listening to it last night, just doing a quick review, you know what it reminds me of? Ubu Jubu. We were just talking about that song and this is the same idea. Think about it. There's all these variations of Brung to You By, you know, the... And how many variations of Ubu jubu did Paul make? Right. You know what he should do? <laughs> he should be doing like jingles, wow. <laughs> like like
1: Pams. But the, you j- there you go. Yeah, jingle jingle so listen, album no, box. Pams.
3: Up. When you hear jingle on the radio, it's usually done by this company called Pams, and they do all the jingles for all the radio stations. Paul should just set something up and just one day just come noodling in and just. I
2: mean them, yeah.
3: it was fun it I actually know what, liked the Brung because i never heard them before I they never, were fun oh you had
1: never I, heard I'd them i never heard that yeah, stuff that's fun. one of the
2: few things I. they're fun but it gets monotonous after a while yes but, it does well just but hear the that...
1: sheep bleating in the background meh you know yeah. throughout the whole but I think right. that was
2: was that Paul saying that <laughs> it, sounds, it is
1: yeah and I'm and just, it, just in...
3: it, it is just payment legends having
1: fun having fun but is that
2: is that where John Lennon came up with the campaign of listen to this
1: ooh now, hear this song of mine.
2: Listen to this postcard, listen to this billboard, listen to this album. Well, listen to. You know, I never thought of that.
1: I'm going to just take one moment and just do a quick addendum addition here. Uh, as of our recording, I'm looking to see that the Eat at Home slash Smile Away recorded live in Groningen, 1972. I'm not certain if that's the same show that was the ne- the Netherlands I don't think it was the intended live album from 1972 and the Uncle Albert Jam which right. is the other track are available with your membership on paulmccartney.com so they will be available I guess through paulmccartney.com Paul if you have the but no, deluxe no word, membership. No word about iTunes, right? And iTunes. Oh, it's iTunes, iTunes too, Yes, see? and but, iTunes. But, is it, is it, but you have to
3: buy it. D- does it come with the whole package or can you get those two separate?
1: No, in other words, where I'm so going is chances are good because the new package gives you your premium okay. membership okay. to so paulmccartney.com, you now will have access to those two tracks because you bought the box.
2: So instead so, yeah. of spending hundred and thirty, you could spend twenty to get the discs that and make two dollars.
1: Yeah, but you won't get. All right. Well, now you, all right. now let's go to the other music. We've we've looked at the bonus discs. We've beaten okay. we've beaten that up a bit. Now let's let's beat on the other discs, and we'll start with. Well, the, well first
3: of all, a love for you. Sorry? We should say it's not the version from the in laws. Oh yeah, we did start that. Is um, not the one from the in laws with, with the overdubs with the nineteen seventy nine Wings members overdubbing. Yeah. it made it a much better song. I yeah, think so too. And it, this version is so bare a love for you which for those who haven't seen it was the end end song for the inlaws the bad version the michael douglas and albert brooks version that sounded like a song that was ready for release this version is like
2: it's a demo okay. it, it's, yeah well
1: that was the one the one that's in the inlaws is the one that had been circulating for a number of years yeah, in with, the underground with, as the you know, intended Steve Holly and right. denny lane and it was supposed to be from the cold cuts album yes so that's the one that we kind of expected but Truth be told, now let's go to the idea that this one is correct in context. Yes. In, in context. This version of, is of, correct.
3: And I assume that the in laws version will end up on, on some. Back, back to, to the egg. To, back to the egg. Right. So okay. uh, we think. We think. We hope. All we right. don't
1: know. So now let's let's look at some of the other musical contents of the deluxe box. Now, the only place that you can get. Dum, dum, dum. Drum roll, please.
2: Oh, I'm wow, the drummer, and you're doing such a bad took one. took
1: it, literally. I love it. <laughs> the box is the only place you can get Thrillington. Yay,
2: yay, Yeah, I
1: like Thrillington a lot. Shh,
2: you know you're giving it away.
1: For those of you who do not know, in 1971, Paul got the bright idea to...
2: Excuse me. I'm sorry. God Got the references I reference actually in. think
3: it was based on some of the re-recordings of Beatle
1: music that was more orchestral. orchestral you are orchestral. so dead on, honestly, Rob. And I, I think, think with that, it's so funny because it's I had almost like, like a... Jackie
3: Gleason came in. Yes. Except with the, he didn't have the strings. I had this.
1: I had a little bit of a humorous revelation last night in that. Remember how Mitch and I were talking on the phone last night before? You know, we we often have our, like, pre-preps before the show here. And we were talking about the idea that some of the aspects of Ram and some of the aspects of Thrillington verge on, and I'm going to steal the Lennon word, Muzaki. You know, there's little moments. Verge. To me, I I think there are many times in Paul's career where he has tilted a little bit into that area, Mm -hmm. but I don't think it happens on Ram. I love this album. I think the the mellowest, coolest parts of it are still amazing. Same thing with Thrillington. But all I could think of was, yeah, for years I remember my dad listening to like WPAT here right. in the New York area, which essentially played what we called here dentist office music. Beautiful it was, music. Beautiful music. And it was Muzak. Yeah. And it was crappy Enoch Light. Enoch Light covers the Beatles. Covers the Beatles disgustingness. Right. And you're right, I can imagine Paul for years and years being subjected to that kind of stuff in elevators and actually saying, you know what, screw this, I'll have it done myself, so at least it'd be done bloody right. People don't
2: like our accents.
1: No, they don't. Okay, I'll, I'll stop the accent. All right. I don't like this. At least I'll have it done bloody right. You know, you should do you should so, change it
3: to like a really stereotypical New York <laughs> accent. <laughs> Forget yo, about it. Yo, I was in the elevator and, uh, you know, I'm hearing my music here and I'm like, that
2: sucks. <laughs> I'm going to do
1: my own version. Now you like my accent now. That's Paul. I'm from Brooklyn, McCartney. Okay. Ser- seriously, <laughs> Where the though. We're the cannolis. We're the cannolis. So Paul met up with Richard Hewson and Richard- Arranger. Was an arranger. Well, is an arranger. And um, said, hey- how about this crazy idea?
2: Before Ram was even released, which is really cool. I think, but, it's-
3: but also this is one of the few albums where it sort of works. You couldn't see this. Completely works. You couldn't see this on other albums. Plastic
0: Ono Band. <laughs> no, no, I'm
3: talking about Paul McCartney. I, I know, I know. You couldn't really see this on Red Rose Speedway because My Love is very stringy to begin with.
1: Truth, but truthfully, I think you know? the only other album I could have seen this done On was London Town. I could have seen London Town done as a, as an orchestral piece, the whole thing.
2: But, that, but uh, the funny thing about the Wellington work. is no one even knew it was really Paul until 1989.
1: Well, now, okay, let's explain the history. It was recorded. They went in with an orchestra, did yep. full orchestral arrangements of the entire album, top to bottom. It then sat on a shelf. For six and, years. For six years and was not released by Capitol Records until 1977. Came out became no, an instant. No mention of McCartney. No mention of McCartney, except for the fact, guys, that when you flipped the album over, yeah. there was a cartoon, yeah, a drawing of a Paul. drawing of a producer looking through a glass into a room where the orchestra was setting up, and the face was Paul McCartney in yeah. the in the window. Yeah, but you, but it. you so, still, wouldn't,
2: it wouldn't be a giveaway. It's just that it's all of Ram, so.
1: But that clued you in that maybe it was produced by Paul. Okay, go ahead. You know, I thought anyway. So the album came out. It it almost essentially became like an instant collectible. I mean, I remember when I bought my used copy in 1980, paying a chunk of change for it in a used record store because you couldn't find it anywhere. And then, as you said, it started. You know, news started to come out later in the 80s that it really was Paul McCartney.
2: Well, at a press conference in L.A. on November 27th, 89. He admitted to Peter Palmieri, the journalist, about his involvement. Right. I mean, 89, 12 years after Now, why were released. Peter,
1: Paul, and Mary at a Paul McCartney? Peter Palmieri.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Wow, I get very confused <laughs> there.
3: So. But it's, it's a fun record. It's, it's an album that you like to say, you know, I really get this. It has that feel to it, and I like it. I mean, but then again, look what he's doing with this record. If, the only way to get us through the box set—it's going back to being a rarity again.
1: Yes, which is interesting, and, and uh, right—that's the part I don't
3: get because you know it's a pretty good thing, and it was available as a, a regular CD for for many mm-hmm. years. So I'm not sure why he would want to bring that back to being a rarity again.
1: The thought may be, perhaps down the road, that will be released as a separate piece. Uh, but I will toss one thing out. Last night I was playing this album for for my other half for uh, Winnie, and she had never heard Ram. Really, she'd heard isolated tracks, of course, but never heard the album in its entirety. So I threw Thrillington on in the car, and upon hearing the opening instrumental, I said, "What'd you think of that?" And she said, "Well, it's really cool. That's a, that's a cool instrumental piece. I, it's it's sharp. The horns sound great. It's really well produced." And I'll say, Mitch, I know you agree with it. The freaking reproduction of it is drop dead. Gorgeous.
2: Right. Now, we're going to have another show. Version. We're going to do a different show oh, on, on, orchestral, yeah. uh, well, on orchestral Beatles, yes, which absolutely. will include this and Startling Music by David Henschel. So we will do that separately. Oh, yeah. We're not going to go through track by track, but, but this one particular- This, uh, this opens up. Yeah. And this she... one feels like a flower blooming from the original. I mean, this one just is so bright. and You could hear the sassy horns it of Monkberry Moon Delight. It's,
3: it also reminds me a little bit of when a marching band covers a rock song. Like,
1: Real quick, just to finish that, I said to Winnie, what do you think of it? And she said, that opening song reminds me of like suburbia, of like people moving around, of like being in, like in the city, like in the middle of everything. No idea what the song title was. Right, right. And I said, oh, well, that's that song's called Too Many People. Right. And she was like, wow, really gets the point across. And that was just from hearing an instrumental of the, and I said, Son of a gun, that's actually some damn good composing then, really, on McCartney's part. Now, funny you say that. Let's compare this to an album that 90% of our listeners are going to go, what? There was an album that came out in 1968 by one Michael Nesmith called The Wichita Train Whistle Sings, where Mike Nesmith decided, I'm going to spend a whole ton of the record company's money that they're throwing at me. And I'm going to see what it sounds like to have all of my songs reproduced by a huge orchestra and a marching band, basically. And went in and recorded like 12 or 13 of his original compositions with a full brass band and orchestra and strings. And that's an album where now that that's been reissued on CD and opens up. and, And if you haven't heard that... Go and buy them both. Go to Mike Nesmith's website and buy "Wichita Train Whistle Sings." If you're a Monkees fan, especially, and AB them in the car.
3: Yeah, there's a similar thing, and, and it yep. reminds me like um, the marching band thing. Because, like, I was on on YouTube and I found a marching band covering "Sweet Child of Mine." Yeah, and I've heard in, that. and you listen to it, like, you know, that's pretty darn good considering it's a marching band. And you think of a marching band doing rock is kind of almost jokey. The, it started out with the Rice marching band covering Louie Louie, which ended up on a bunch of records. But then you think of it as a joke, and then you start stepping away as a musical thing. And, and I think Thrillington holds up very well, yeah, considering very much. the way it was sort of discarded yeah. when it first came out. And yeah. and it's I think it's a very cool thing that Paul did. I, like I said, I wish he would have put this out separate. separately.
2: Well, I mean, I think there's enough intrigue about this album to put it out Separately. I mean, even the cool thing about the liner notes, it was done by Clint Harrigan. And Clint Harrigan, again, Paul talking to Peter Paul and Mary, Peter Paul Mary, <laughs> uh, in 1990, admitted that he was Clint Harrigan. He wrote the liner notes for this and Wildlife. Clint Harrigan is on that. Oddly enough, though, the first person to r- reveal who Clint Harrigan was is John Lennon when he did a piece in the New Musical Express in 1972, a, a mad. Letter thing. <laughs> but he, he talked about who Clint Harrigan was. So there's so much intrigue in this. This could be a deluxe, kind of cool, just separate box by itself. So
3: they included it's in the booklet for Thrillington. They put ads in the British press, you know, love Percy thrills Thrillington and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it was nice because, you know, it is that kind of fun, silly thing that Paul does. He creates a backstory. He, he likes that type of stuff. He likes that kind of thing. He, he likes changing his name. Yeah, and it's goofy. You make a backstory. You make a new character. It, it Really, in a way, it's the Sgt. Pepper idea. Just brought back a little bit further. You step away from your music. You give yourself a new name. You give it a new package and yeah. a new presentation. And bang, I'm Percy Thrills Thrillington. And here's my, my new music. It so, opens
2: up. This this particularly for me was a highlight gorgeous. of the deluxe box because gorgeous. it's now gorgeous and it's it's out there. Go get this, whether you get the box or yeah. wherever you get it.
1: It is. It really is. It's, very, It's very different,
2: different than the '95 and '2004 releases on CD. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. It's, it's just so much better.
1: Again, even loving the album already, it was a revelation. It, it's just so crisp and so nice. You just, you hear the studio in it, which is really... Yeah, well,
3: perfect. that's how you have to record horns, though. You yeah. want to hear the... You know, you want to hear, hear the, the room. The, the, yeah, the vastness of oh, the room. Just yeah, you
1: So, okay, now the other piece that's on here. And,
2: and, well, well, the DVD. The DVD. I have a problem with it, sorry. <laughs> Again, Rob, it's too short. Well, Well, it is too short, but Rob brought up a really good point in our little pre-talk here before we signed on. There's a piece called Ramming on it, and it's really Paul t- in a recent interview talking about the album and how it was made and blah, blah, blah. There are some good parts to it, but Rob, you said it was an EPK. It, in the old days, it used to be called Electronic Press Kit, and it's
3: basically, that would be the giveaway. You know, When radio stations used to play interview records and stuff, that here, here's Paul talking about the new release, and it has all these Moments where Paul was talking. And one of the things I found interesting when we were talking, this is one of the first times I've ever heard in an interview Paul saying that too many people was about John. Right. And he thought that John was being a hypocrite during this peacetime of John's life or John and Yoko's life. As we discovered, he does get the chronology wrong. He does because he was talking about how do you sleep because he said, well, John wrote that. But actually, Imagine came out after this album. So that's why John is holding the pig and Paul's holding the ram. Yeah, so he's a little off on that. Yeah, he's, and I'm surprised that. I assume Paul has people who fact check, not fact check, but just no, because Paul can't remember
2: everything. We can't remember everything in chronological order. Well, he's not going. He might remember his own stuff, but he's not going to remember when the magic came out. Yeah. So all he knows right. is that there was a song about him on it, and right. and he thinks it was around the same time. Yeah, that's fine. So, so a wacky weed. So I I never heard him say
3: that, <laughs> and then it makes it interesting because. A few years ago when Paul toured, he did Too Many
2: People, and he goes, this is for the Wings fans. Yeah, <laughs> which then, is not. There Wings you go. Wings wasn't alive yet. It's a, yeah, it's a Paul and Linda. But <laughs> but he also talks on this about how he wanted to form the band Wings. And I thought that was chronologically wrong too, but that's okay. You know, he formed that really for the wildlife sessions at, yeah. in my mind. Yes. But. He talks about it here. Maybe that was in well. Maybe his head the idea the
3: came. You know, Denny Siwell was uh, was part of the band at the right, time. So right.
2: thinking maybe we'll make them a band.
3: Yeah. Maybe he said, "Well, Denny, Denny's a great drummer. So, out of all of Paul's drummers, he's probably the best one." Saiwell's a
1: phenomenal. I yeah. mean, I, I like Abe a lot,
3: but yeah, but he's we also, very different.
2: We also hear on this that Paul actually looked up the definition of ram ramming, which is you know pushing strongly forward. Yeah. And I think that's really cool to hear him say. Especially, you know, since it was during the breakup of the Beatles right after, and he was trying to push ahead. Right. Strongly, maybe not the strongest with Another Day as his first solo single, but that's But it was a argument. big hit. It was a big hit. Yeah, so it was a, that's another argument. But uh, uh, the rest of this is all promo films well, for that, the Well, the other
3: problem is at ramming, it's just Paul talking. I wish I knew where it's from. Uh, and a lot of the footage is from the rest of the, the DVD. So it's almost like they re-edited the rest of the films and they put it on ramming. And then you have Heart of the Country, Three Legs, which is just
2: Paul and Linda hanging out and being On the fun. horse, on the beach. Yeah. Which is fine in Scotland, but the, yeah. the other thing. And these are
1: old films. These are yeah. films that, that again, yeah, and, have and, been around in trading. And, and actually, for a Paul
3: said, you know, there's a, there's a thing that says, you know, these are older, please, like, basically forgive the.
1: So now the Heart of the Country video, which was included on Wingspan, but this is now a newly restored yeah. version of the video. Okay. Yeah.
2: Anyway. It's nice, but to be honest with you. The DVD is okay. The only thing that's good is is the last thing where there's actual tour footage from 72 that is provided by Denny Sywell, which is really cool. We haven't seen this stuff before. I was talking to Tony about it. The fun thing is, and it wouldn't fly this today, the bus that they're on. Has a top like a London tour bus? Yeah, yeah. And there's the kids have a playpen on it. They've got <laughs> beds. They're all playing as they're driving. The hair's flowing, and and Denny Lane is is like shirtless and he's they, playing. That
3: looks so like so much fun. I want to get did. the same bus. It yeah. looked
2: like Ken Kesey's bus from when they were doing their touring. You know? well, you know, it's, it's dead, it, it
3: said? It said, "Be careful of overheads." <laughs> 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 there, was a, there was a little sign <laughs> of the top said, "You yeah, be careful like the I bridges I just and stuff. picture right.
2: what you know. Denny Saez was like seven foot three. You know, and jumping up and down and. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs>
3: do
0: uh, we, do can we, we have get another, another drum drummer <laughs> spinal
2: tap <laughs> but
3: one uh, thing about, spinal uh, tap one thing I noticed about the, the, on Eat at Home though the <laughs> Eat at Home on tour the guitar in that song is out of tune uh, more than noticeable I thought
2: I mean, and I it thought. doesn't sync to the video yeah no they weren't trying they to. weren't, trying, they weren't, they trying, weren't to, trying but it was no. just really cool video yeah it right. was and, and like I said Danny Sidewell is from his films and I think it's Let's a nice addition. Uh, yeah, I, th- that, I, th- I would have liked to have seen, again, we, we've talked about it in Nauseum, I would have liked to have seen more of that yes, than just promo films that we've had. And, and because it wasn't Paul hiring someone to film him,
3: it was Denny, basically, I assume he was running the camera, uh, or someone Denny knew, right. so Paul's a little more relaxed. Denny's as, wife. Yeah. And. So I thought it was pretty uh, good. That That's fun footage. So for yes, that fun alone- f- That's a perfect way to describe that, fun footage.
2: Yep, the old FF, just like Fab Forum, Fab Four, Free For All, yeah, you know, like all a, the Fs. They're the Fs. For that alone, I'd say the bonus, the DVD film is good. But they could have been a lot There should have been more. That's that's. Let's get to the meat and potatoes. Yeah. Okay. Or the mono and the stereo.
1: Well, let's get to the meat and potatoes. Real quickly, let's also just review what all of the variations are yep. that are available of the. Why don't you do that? The reissues. Yes, let's do that. First of all, it's very important to note that there is a mono LP version. Limited edition. Limited edition. Numbered. That has come out and numbered and it is basically just like a plain white.
2: That's how the original mono came out with the original RAM sleeve but the mono promo that was sent out. Right.
1: The mono promo, it's a limited edition vinyl and it's just in a white sleeve.
2: It Um, says RAM and pencil on the top. It it looks like a bootleg actually. yeah,
1: Yeah, It does. There is the remastered vinyl 2LP version of the special edition. It gives you the album in its entirety on disc one album one and the bonus audio on disc two and it also gives you a download link so that you can download the digital digital version of the material so in other words you buy the vinyls two songs are part of it
3: too for those who yes you know collecting everything
1: the deluxe edition box set which is the one that we're talking about right now yep the special edition two cd the special edition digital download and then of course the single cd of the original 12 track album so those are all of the variations I'm just going to throw out a quick quote from Ringo that I thought was kind of funny when the album came out. Here was Ringo's comment in Melody Maker. He said, I feel sad about Paul's albums. I don't think there's one good tune on that last one, Ram. He seems to be going strange.
3: (laughs) Oh, Oh, boy. Poor Ringo. But it's interesting because this album... Like we we said, it's, it's almost become the quintessential McCartney album. You know, a, a good acoustic number, two great pop songs, "Backseat of My Car" and yeah, um, yeah, "Uncollaborative Rockers," holds. and then throat ripping rockers. You know, "Smile Away," "Monkey Monk Monk Business." Funny
2: thing is that you know Paul said the same thing about Ringo, two thousand twelve. Nice, know, he did. Not. He,
1: he loved. But the thing is, the <laughs> thing that's funny too is then you have the story, which I know is true because we spoke to Denny Sywell, and we know that Denny's a pretty straight up guy, yes, he is. and very much a straight up guy. And he said that Ringo commented to him and said, you know, what the hell are you doing on Uncle Albert? That's phenomenal. Mm. You're all over the place. That's just a great track. And maybe Ringo, like everybody else, went back and listened to Ram and went, you know, actually, this is pretty good. You know know
2: what? This was in the middle of lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit. Maybe that's what Ringo's stock answer was supposed to be. Yeah. That's true. And also,
3: some of the reviews that were out there at the time, think about it. This is... What, a year after the Beatles have broken up? And it's much closer to that declaration point where fans are still kind of peeved. The press is peeved. They're like, hey, you're not making Beatle records
2: anymore. What, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you? How but dare you do solo music? Think about it like this. If Ram came out in 2012, and it did, but if Paul makes an album just like Ram in 2012 or 13 because he's rumored to be doing a rock album, I would love it. If he did something just like this, acoustics, throat ripping, ballads, like you said, quintessential Paul McCartney. He was just ahead of his own time even back then.
1: See, I, I thought Memory Almost Full was a very diverse record. It's one of the reasons why I like Memory Almost no, Full. I, I agree. So I'm
2: not saying – I mean, Bellamy. Mr. Bellamy is really weird. House of Wax is really wild. Yeah. There are ballads on it. The end of the end. Again. Only Mama knows. But that's
3: a different album. To me, if you're going to look at a sequel sort of to The Ram, it would be Flaming Pie. Because of the acoustic stuff and, like, the big ballads and the rockers.
2: Yeah. So he's doing it again. Yeah. He was ahead of his time even back then, and people criticized him for it. But you know what? If he puts out an album like this for his next album, I think we'll love it.
1: Well, let's talk for a moment about the mono mix. The mono mix is unique, uh, as we discussed earlier. Very punchy. The lead guitar rips your throat out throughout the record.
2: It's a different listen.
1: Very different listen. Very cool listen to me, is a uh, pretty neat way to experience the record.
2: I actually like it better than the stereo mix. And I am not a mono guy. If you listen to our Beatles mono episodes in our past life, I am not a mono guy at all. I I love the brightness of stereo, the echo usually. Right. But mono RAM is a different listen. Like I said, it's, it's just, if you listen to Monkberry Moon Delight, the vocal is actually different mix. Yeah, yeah. It's yes. not a different vocal, it's a different mix. And it's so cool. It almost sounds like, I hate to say this, but it sounds like it's like the Free as a Bird John vocal. Like it's its more in a can. It's weird. Yes. It's,
1: yeah, it's got a little bit of an effect added yeah, over it kind of thing. Really, yeah, it's really, it's so
2: different because you've heard this version, the stereo version, so many years, 45 years, whatever, 40 years, and you're like, wow. And then now you get this rip-rowing mono version, And-hmm. which only a few people heard back then. Right. And if you're lucky enough to that- have gotten... A real and, mono and if you album is worth a lot of money.
3: Um, He put it out for the radio stations, basically. AM. But yeah. the AM radio stations would Were not us, playing album tracks. They weren't playing album tracks at that point because FM came in and they realized they got to go back to being top 40. And FM was stereo. And, and FM was stereo. But second of all, those singles were released in mono anyway. For promos. Oh. They were promo versions, for those that don't know. And so AM stations are already getting what they're going to play of Paul and Linda McCarty at, at this point- Already on mono. So to put this out as mono and distinctly different in, in many cases, yeah. was kind of interesting. Okay. I, you wish he'd do a little more of this because to make a mono mix is a lost art now.
1: Oh, absolutely. A, a, a true
3: mono mix. Yes. And you know, he did similar things. And I don't know if it was a true mono mix for the, when he put out uh, Run Devil Run as eight singles. Those were put out in mono, but I'm not sure if they were fold-downs. They I, might I never have fold-downs. For started, yeah. yeah, that's one of those things, you know, you buy, but yeah. you never play. You never play.
1: Well, I, I will add this, too, and this contributes a little bit more to us talking about the different editions, or I won't say different editions, the different reissues of RAM. One of the things about the mono version is that some of the effects that are laid over either certain instruments or certain tracks, I don't mean tracks meaning songs, meaning tracks on the multi-track, of the stereo edition are stripped back on the mono because they would sound troublesome in a mono mix. If you add different funky effects, like, for instance, in uh, Too Many People, there's sort of like a whooshing effect that goes ambiently over the track. That's pulled away in the mono version. You don't get that because it would be really distracting in a mono mix. So the result is you get a real punch in the face from a some clean, of the tracks. Clean. And they're so clean. Now I'm going to jump around a little bit let's get to the heart of the idea of well how does the damn thing sound i'm going to throw this out there and say we got the original cd okay years ago from from capital that one you could throw away you're done with that don't need to worry about that
3: you can keep it for like car rides or something
1: yeah 93 you had the uh uk reissues i love it all The album was remastered, reissued. It was the Paul McCartney collection at that time, and you had a couple of bonus tracks, Another Day and A Woman Y. Also in 93, Digital Compact Classics released their audiophile edition, which was prepared by the one and only the we bow down in deference to Steve Hoffman, which I personally loved. I liked the 93 version. I thought it was a little bit, a little bit hot, but I did like it. Always did. I like the Hoffman version better. I thought it was a little more discreet. Now, here's the thing. If you go online, one little issue that you'll see that keeps coming up is phasing.
2: You have to explain that because even I didn't know what you meant.
1: Okay. There is a situation whereby the right and left channel are are, are slightly out of phase. It's very hard to explain. I would almost recommend people go online and, and Google it, really, to see what we're talking about. It's essentially the fact that there are processes that are applied to coding and encoding things for, like, noise reduction, adding a little compression and things like that. And one thing that it does is it sometimes takes tracks and knocks them slightly out of timing with
2: one another. And, and that's what I wanted to say. I want to equate that musically. The only thing I could equate it to is the Beatles song track album with Eleanor Rigby. It's not the same thing, but it's if you listen to Eleanor Rigby where he says, All the Lonely People the double tracking is slightly off. So you hear, you really do hear almost two Paul singing there as opposed to it being perfectly in sync and double tracked. It's a little off. So musically, I can say that's the only thing it really would equate to a phasing. It's a little off.
1: That's a really good comparison. And what it does is to me, it gives you the effect that there's almost this constant, like an echo vibe. There's like a shadowing throughout the entire album.
2: Now, the, I don't hear it.
1: And I think you were saying, too, that in, in your ears, to some degree, especially on some of the acoustic stuff, it almost makes for more punch. Maybe. Um, and in a way, you know what? It is possible that Paul did it intentionally. It does cover up some warts,
3: okay? When you played us the, the comparison, I thought the acoustic Hoffman version sounded better. But the uh, the version of the rocker where you played us—
1: No, you said The opposite. Actually, you said you thought the rocker of the Steve Hoffman version sounded better. Right. But that and, and was the sorry, version yeah. that I played for you earlier. We were talking about before we started the show. Yeah. We went through some of the versions. And if you take the Steve Hoffman version, I will tell you, folks, look around online. Look around was on the released. internet. You know, it Well, the Steve Hoffman version was released. But what I played for you earlier was the Steve Hoffman version is the one that a number of uh, conscientious fans – have used as the base with which to do phase correction of the album.
3: I'm more with Mitch. I notice it, uh, but I don't notice it the way you're noticing it. Yeah.
1: To me, I love the album. Don't get me wrong. I love the album. But it makes for, again, back to what, as Mitch was putting it, a different listening experience. (laughs) To hear it with the phasing corrected, it almost gives you kind of a purer take Mm -hmm. on what the album sounded like in the studio. Right as opposed to what it sounded like. Somewhere, Paul pressed a red button. I pressed button, now albums sound different. And we all heard that now for the rest of history, including this brand new reissue.
2: I, I think unless you're a real audiophile and you play this on a studio sound system, you're not really going to hear it. Like If you put on the 93 version and then put on this, this one is a little brighter right. and a little more echoey, and I'll get into that a little bit, but well, wh- it wasn't a major, major improvement I, for me. I agree with you. I agree.
3: But one yeah. thing they did again, which is a great thing, there's not a lot of compression on this. It's it's like the Beatle remasters where uh, the compression isn't that much greater. It's only a little bit. Um, it's not like uh, the way a lot of CDs, again, produce, say, where the compression, you have to lower the slide right. if, you're, if you're playing it on a board or something. And, uh, of course, this was done at Abbey Road Studios. So they know the process, they know the, the routine. So that's one thing I do like about it. The compression on it is not killing you. You know You know what, Paul album is compressed tremendously. If you get the Amoeba album from, uh, oh, from yeah. the Daily yes. Mail, that is compressed tremendously.
2: Oh yeah, Yeah. To, to the point it's almost unlistable. Yeah, so I'm glad that they're being careful with the compression, wow. something we've talked about many times <laughs> on this show. The one thing I can say is, with the mono, it's so different. I can't say a blanket statement like, oh, it's punchier on – because it's punchier on this song. It's not punchier on that song. It's The vocals are up on this song. It's just a weird mix. Really good. The stereo, blanket-wise, I can say it really to me sounds – and I know you're going to – I credit Jeff Slate, one of our listeners, for bringing this word into my head, but he's perfectly correct. It sounds hollow because it has a slight echo on everything on the stereo. And it sounds like a, like you're in a little bit of a cave, although I love it. It's brilliant, meaning the brilliance of the music, it's very open and very airy, and it's nice. And it was remastered really well. But to me, it sounds a little hollow because of that echo. And I don't know yeah. if you're going to understand that, our listeners— Maybe if you're an audiophile, you will. But if you really don't care about it, The all funny that, part
1: of it is the audiophiles are going to email us and say, the sensation that you're talking about is called <laughs> right. like,
2: but, but Because you know what? there are,
1: te- and I'm not, yeah, with yeah. all due respect to our, the audiophiles out there. But you're I mean, right. There but are you know technical what? terms for a lot of this. But,
2: but for the layperson exactly. who just wants to hear a Paul McCartney album, this is gorgeous. And it yeah. sounds great. And even if you A-B it at the same volume of the 93, this one's louder. Well, this was well, done at A-B a little, Road. road.
3: The, just a little. Oh. The, oh, that's horrible. Yeah, thank you. This is a little bit. It's like the stereo mono with the Beatles. The stereo you have to lower just a little bit. The mono is where it would be normally. One thing I do want to mention, um, on Paul's website, paulmccartney.com, there's a thing called Rude Studios. And if you haven't Mm -hmm. been there yet, Paul- And you don't have to be a premium member for this. No, you don't have to be a premium member for this. So far, Paul's had three songs, and you can remix them. And Paul's been posting them on his site, and it's been pretty cool. It is cool. The latest- The latest song to be remixed is Monkberry Moon Delight. So you can listen, you can take everything down except for Paul's vocal and just have some fun. Wow. So, just for those uh, speaking about Ram, Monkberry Moon Delight is on Ram. So, figured.
2: Yeah, you can mess around him. And he actually does listen, or his people listen and tell him to listen to certain ones because he posts them. Right. And I think that's kind of fun. I love the fact that this just opens up as well. It really is just well done. If you don't really want to go you know, minuscule on it, if you're not one of those who just has to have a right. final needle drop uh, of everything in perfect, if you really just say, wow, Ram, take this version versus the one put out originally on well, CD. I think yeah, also, I mean, I, I, look, <clears throat> that's I'll it. say... Don't yeah. go for
1: the others. I'll say one thing <clears throat> just you know, straight off the bat. So many reissues in recent years just give me a friggin' headache. Yes. So many reissues of so many albums, just give me a damn headache. So just the mere fact that they haven't compressed the hell out of it. Yes, mm. different people are going to have different listening preference between this one and the 93 version. This one is now going to stand as, quote, the definitive statement. With that being the case, Don't as throw far as others. the... Right, but, but again, I'll play devil's advocate and say, with that being the case, can the 2012 version of Ram stand as the definitive statement of Paul McCartney's original presentation of the LP Ram? Yes, I think it can. Yes, I agree. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. So with that, in that respect, it's you know it's a 9.5 to me. Well, so well, we're rating it now. Well, no, one thing. I'm just well, saying one thing. A,
3: one thing we should say about the reissue in '93: It was only released in Great Britain. I mean, it was that's true. That's it was right. Available as an import. So the versions we have in the United States might sound different well, than if the, 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 but then the, the, those
1: you, did become the universal releases the world. Uh, no, they no, you could wasn't there, there a was point no where we you were no longer you, able to get a US version of RAM? They still no. had it. They just had the US version. They didn't right, have They didn't have the UK. They had have the Paul McCarty collection. I right. didn't it's so funny. I didn't even realize that you could have still gone on Amazon and bought RAM. Well, yeah, but I the, f- the funny thing have. is
2: that a lot of the UK remasters Right from 93, were sold in American stores. Yeah, they, they were. Yeah, so they allowed to be parallel fair. imports. Yeah, yeah. yeah, which is unusual because it it's is. so tough to see an import. Everybody. But they weren't plentiful. I didn't have no. all of
3: them. And when I did see them, though, I have to say that the prices were pretty even. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, they were. It, it, the cover was different because it, it had like the corner yes. and then it had a wraparound of the yeah. picture.
2: Right, but you could open it up and then <laughs> fold right. it to right. make it the regular cover. Yeah. Yes. So you could. But like I said, most people didn't have access to that. Or sure. the DCC, so right. y- you're only going to have the Amazon version, whatever. No, the
1: original crappy right. Capitol version. Well, Let's well that's call it I meant. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. And this. So if you just have those two side by side, throw well, out the old one. Yeah, this is just awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah, throw
1: the old one. Keep the space in your house. You don't need it. Uh, the
3: Capitol version. Yeah. I mean, you only keep it because you collect everything of Paul McCartney's, and you have the Columbia version. You have the Capitol version. Now you have the hear and, music version. And if version.
1: that's the case, will. We'll help you. And the
3: Parlophone. We'll help right. you. We, we do have a hotline. will help you. We it's, have a Beatle Geek hotline. Yeah, we have a Beatle Geek hotline. <laughs> I'm kidding. We're, don't know we're in the same boat. I don't know what to do with help. my 17 copies of Tony Sheridan <laughs> and the Beatles. I, they have different to, covers,
1: damn it. <laughs> I'm trying to collect all the white albums between number 4,000 and 5,000.
2: Uh, for you, one 800 <laughs> <for> help <laughs> H-E-L-P, with the exclamation.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, is there anything else that we want to uh, no. throw in, uh, I think?
3: Well, okay. we have the review on the Fab Forum site for the whole yes, album. Yes, the full
2: review of the songs, because yeah, so we we're not going to review the did, songs here. Yeah. We just did the remastering of right. the... That's all this was intended, <laughs> as it was intended. As intended. So as far
1: as the cover, I will tell you real quick. I like, problems with the cover? No, no, no. I, I think that the booklet that comes with the standard two-disc edition is quite nice. Uh, it also includes a number of the shots of the sheep, uh, which is uh, kind of fun, which I don't think is bad in particular. I oh. think it's very nice. Uh we can edit it out, right? The, well, I'm <laughs> hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping. No, I'm keeping that in. I know okay. That's why. <laughs> but it, but it's, it's actually, I think the cover is very nice. I do agree with Mitch that if you look on the back cover of RAM at the photo oh of the God. two... Beetles, the two insects who are fornicating. He
2: never does. I wish he does in the not ramming address it. No, I wish he would have anywhere. finally addressed it. He did, he addressed the how do you sleep. Yep. He doesn't address the two screwing beetles Be how, how
3: Beatles. do you pay the beetles to do this how do you pay these two beetles
1: you to... have to sit around very patiently you've got it you've got to buy flowers the flowers you've got to you've got to give her kisses on the bottom you've got to do. <laughs> a little bit of honey a little bit of honey
3: i can't remember now did the fly movie from Yoko, and John, come out before or after
2: this? Oh, here we go. Here we go. I'm sorry. <laughs> 1-800-4-HELP. <laughs> with the exclamation they point. Had to,
3: like, they had to, like, drug up the fly, <laughs> the fly to, <laughs> to crawl on the woman's body?
2: Hey, how, how you doing? <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, they, they buzz, buzz. Drunk, B- buzz buzz.
2: Buzz buzz. Hey, hey, I'm flying <laughs> here. They put honey on her body, didn't they? Yeah, yeah I think they did. All
1: right. Well, I think we've gone off topic to end the program. Have to review it. And and rate it. Let's let's rate the. Let's do
2: this. Oh, God. Two numbers. 1 800 I want to hear,
1: seriously, two numbers. Rate the box set, okay? Okay. And then rate the current 2012 remastering of Paul McCartney's Ramp. Okay. So the box set as a package. Project, toy, whatever you want to call it. The box set
3: should have included the record store. Day I single.
2: agree. X gets the square. So
3: I will say that. I will give it
2: a 10. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, you just I, said it should have included something, but you give it a 10 anyway. Okay, 9.5. Okay, thank you. Okay. but Actually, our listeners said we can't uh, give it a point, so just give it a whole number.
3: Uh, then I'll give it a 9. Okay. I am upset that Thrillington and the mono version are only available right now through the box.
2: But that's not against the box. No, it's not against
3: the box. and actually takes away, from the other. I think, from the rest of the reissue. Because I right. think if Paul falls into this trap, there's going to be other things we're not going to be able to get unless you're going to pay all that money. Right. And now, mind you, this is a, what's happening in the record business. So maybe the— Not his fault. Maybe the hear music people are saying, hey, Paul, we need a, a big box to sell. Right. And okay, and Paul's saying, okay, here, we'll take this, this, and this. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, Paul owns his own stuff, and he basically has a say— but I'm sure the record company sang some, too.
2: supposedly he was very involved with all of this, putting it oh, together. Oh, he's, he's right on top of it. Yeah, he really is. So, so Including that, that, the deluxe box set. So. Yeah,
3: the deluxe box set is just the, the real pictures that you showed. You know, Impressive. It, real, re, you can't beat that. But What's a, your two numbers, Rob? Nine uh, for the
2: box set. What about the, the nine, remastering?
3: Eight, re, the remastering, I'll say nine also. I'm disappointed in 33 minutes on the bonus album. That includes three songs that already released. So if you take that away, it's like 25. And the DVD, you wish it was longer.
1: No, no, no. We're just doing the, just the remastering of the Well, the give, album.
3: I'm, I'm ignoring you. And you know I'm what? Just, he gave okay. three numbers. I All gave right, three right. numbers for And now things. just the
2: reissuing of the album. What do you say? Oh, just the album itself? Yeah. Nine. Oh, okay. Wow, so nine, so across, nine across the nine board. Nine across
3: the board. Nine, nine, nine. If Mr. I, Axelrod. If
2: I'm going to give the three numbers, uh, the deluxe box, I'm giving it a nine only because of the price. That's okay, all. Everything else is fine in it, and the sheep thing, eh, okay, whatever. Uh, you know what? It's Linda's Pictures, so, you know, hey, it's the Beatles. No, I'm not doing that. Um, but it, a nine. Okay. Um, as far as the other reissues and, or part of what's being reissued, the film and everything, yeah. I'm going to give it an eight because I think there could have been more content on the yes. DVD well, and sure. more content on the bonus audio, if there is, but even if they just gave me four versions of what's on there. I want to hear the the working of it. All right, so eight. The remastering of the album, it's so close between a nine and a 10. I really do love it. I'm going to give it a nine because of the hollowness of it, but nine, and and as far as the mono, that's another number, but I'm giving that a 10. I just love it. So... There you go. It's totally worth it. So you did four things. I did four things. I'm sorry. You did three. I did four. <laughs> right, Tony, well, you do five. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do 11 things. I okay. think for track one, I get... No, I'm sorry.
1: I, okay. For the box, I'm going to give it a nine for the okay. box set. Why do you thing. give it a nine? Price. Okay. Strictly price okay. and the binding of the book. Oh, true. So I'm going to just take one it's point gonna off fall for some the point. binding of the book and for the price. Other than that, I give it a nine, I say, good on you, Paulie. Nicely done. I'd give him a pat on the back. Give I'd me the even, same I'd even thing give through. him a damn hug. I give him a hug. If he were here, I'd say, "Paul, hug it out, babe," because I think okay, it's. Okay, thank it's you. Nice. You're welcome.
2: Those tendencies um, are coming out again. Yeah, I'm
1: sorry. For the, you know, the reissue stuff of everything else, yeah. I give it an eight. Also, I think the DVD could have been longer. I think that the uh, you're just bonus bonus. I am All because right. you, what you said is exactly kind it's of where my head's going. Not really, but okay. th- that doesn't matter. But you um, you're just lazy. So I'm giving it an eight. Also. And with regards to the If you give remaster, it a nine, I'm, I'm hanging up. Well, no, truthfully, I was going uh, to give, give, give it a 9.5, but for some reason we've stopped doing half numbers. I don't know why. Well, because our people said you no. Know well, what? We Damn yeah, it, I'm the moderator. Nine
3: and a half. No, we do. Period, that's We it. just make it 95. 95. Out of 100. I can that's it. Dance 95 it. out of 100. I can dance to
1: it. I, would, point, people. I would say give wow. it a nine also, because in truth, I have to think that it was Paul's artistic decision to keep the phasing. I think Paul's... Heard the thing enough and said, this is the way it sounds to me, and this is the way I want it. It's the way the original album sounded, slightly out of phase, and that's the way it is. And
3: and Mitch and I are like, okay. But also, I too, just love
1: the album. I think, you know, I like the 93 version, too. I like the Hoffman version, but I definitely say this stands as a great version of Ram to be the one that's out there representing this very, very fine Paul McCartney album. And now— That wraps it up for this edition of Fab Four Free For All as we review the Ram by Paul and Linda McCartney reissue of 2012. Ram on, baby. And if you'd like to comment on what you think about the uh,
2: the Ram reissue, contact us
1: at where,
2: Mitch? Uh, You can find us on Fab Four Free For All at AOL.com. Please use the number four. You can find our individual Facebook pages, our group Facebook page. Please, I've written this several times, and I wrote it again the other day on Facebook. We are going to be closing down the Fab Forum Facebook group probably by the end of June. Please go and ask to be a member of Fab for Free For All page, and that will be the definitive site for us. And that's about where you can reach us. You could go to our website, fabforfreeforall.com. Where there is also Comments. some exclusive
1: content for those of you who've never visited the website. Yep. Yes,
2: and congrats to all the people who won our RAM contest. We won't name you, but uh, hopefully you've gotten the CDs by now. And uh, thank you cur- to Chilla to uh, Hear Music Yeah, Concord. absolutely. Courtesy of Hear Music Concord and Fab Four Free For All.
1: And if you'd like to buy a copy of Mitch's book, Beetle Tune, the Uh, – It's
2: it's on the internet. You can write to me at at com for a signed copy. And Rob Leonard can be heard on – Beetle Songs
3: every Friday, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. on 90.3 FM WHPC. Also streaming at ncc.edu slash WHPC. And? TuneIn.com if you have an app or a cell phone or an iPhone. TuneIn.com, search
1: WHPC. And my show 4F, free format for free, can be heard on Monday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time if you're in the New York area over 88.1 FM WCWP. And uh, that's a bit it from us here at Fab Four Free For All. I'm Tony Chiguardo, and joining me this week as always has been...
2: Mitch Axelrod.
1: And Rob Leonard. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening fab four free for all was edited and produced by tony traguardo at word of mouth studios in westbury new york
2: the opening and closing theme is my dolly by the band the badge featuring longtime listener jeff slate available on its debut album digital retro and recent best of compilation as well as from the fab four free for all website thanks for listening to fab four free for all
0: Oh, the hills are alive
2: Rope It the is the sound Rope. of music. <laughs> Go! <laughs> Get it all out. Where's my water? <laughs> Get your p- this is out now. And they're out. Go. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's what she said. They're out. Go. They're out. Okay. Go <laughs> oh no! we just get This is like the end of Get It with Rob. Rob's our culprit. Okay.
1: Just <laughs> let
2: Oh great! I don't need the schmink. <laughs> Come on. Okay, go. Thank you. <laughs>